0: they're special. They need validation. I know we had a guy at the theater and he would brag about himself all the time. Oh, I've done this and I've been trained. And I And at first it was so annoying. But as I got to know him, I realized he's just he wants somebody to say that he's good. He needs somebody else to validate him. That's, that's what he's trying for. So even though it seems like he's arrogant and pompous, it's just the way he's, that's how his insecurity is coming out. And you know, when you see that in somebody, and at first they annoy you when you start looking at them through God's eyes and you see that what is really going on, you can look at them in love and you can you can treat them with the love of God that you can't when you just think, oh, such a jerk, you know. You don't wanna think those things. Um, another way that insecurity comes out is bullying. People bully other people because they need to make somebody else feel little so they can feel big. So they will say things, they'll be mean to them, they think they have to be powerful to overcome their insecurity. And but they don't realize, walking in love is one of the most powerful things you can do. It shows more power to see somebody keep their mouth shut and, you know, and not say the bad things to somebody or to encourage somebody else. They see somebody who is being picked on and to go and support them. That takes a lot of guts than to just be over there and bully them with them, doesn't it? That's a lot more um, powerful than just jumping in on them. Um, Insecurities may cause you to put up with abuse. Physical, emotional, verbal. Maybe you're afraid to stand up for yourself. Maybe you don't want to make the other person mad because you're afraid of confrontation. You're afraid of rejection. Oh, if I make them mad, then they won't like me anymore. So you let them treat you in a way that they shouldn't. You need to set boundaries. You're afraid to set boundaries because you think, oh no, if I do, then I'm going to be alienated. People aren't going to like me. I'm going to feel less than. I'm different than them. But you know what? We're all different. And that's a good thing. (laughs) That's the thing that God, whatever your difference is, I mean, I see a room full of beautiful ladies, but each one is beautiful in different ways. We're not all the same. If we were exactly the same, we wouldn't need the other person, right? right? right. One of the things that we fear most is looking stupid in front of people, right? Nobody wants to look stupid in front of other people, am I right? right. Since childhood, we felt shamed if we stood out from the crowd and if we were different. But maybe that different thing is the one thing that God's going to use to influence other people's lives, to make a difference in somebody else, whatever that different thing is in you whatever it is that you've been cutting yourself down is. don't wear a mask just to try to get related to other people. Don't pretend to be somebody that you're not just so that people will accept you. Amen. We've done it. We've all done it. Instead of finding our value and our identity from other people, from the creature, we need to be finding it from God. Amen? Amen? He's our creator. He's the one who He knows why He created us. He knows why He made you the way you are. Yeah. He did it for a reason. Mm-hmm. And He's going to do something with that sp- uh, special thing. In um 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 8, Paul talks about not letting good reports or bad reports affect us. So don't let your feelings about yourself change according to what people say about you. Because other people don't determine your worth. God does. Amen. Okay? So what does God say about you? Well, Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 through 5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. He knew you before you were in the womb. He knew. He knew, Therese, he knew you were going to be here. He was like, I've got something special for her. Chris, he knew you were going to be here. Beverly, he knew you were going to be here. Sally, he knew you were going to be here. Autumn, he knew you were going to be here. He said, I've got something special that I want for each one of these girls because I love them and I have a special place, a special thing that I want for them. In Psalm chapter 139, I know you've all read this, but it's so special. It says 13 through 18. It says, for you created my inmost being. How vast is the sum of them. How vast is the sum of his precious thoughts for you. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. God has precious thoughts for you, for each one of us. He created who you are for a reason. He knew you. He knew the good, he knew the bad, he knew the ugly. And you know what? He said, you're worth it. You are worth me sending my son for. I'm going to send him for you, because I love you. You know, it's easy to say God loves the world, but God loves you. Say, God loves me. God loves me. Yeah. It's easy to say he loves other people, but he loves me. Amen? So, what does God say about you? 2 Corinthians 5, 21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So through Christ, we are the righteousness of God. We're not this poor little pitiful me. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? Amen? We are righteous. We are made right in right standing with God. Even if you mess up, just say, Lord, please forgive me. He does. Go on with it. It's in the past. Remember in um, Lion King? Well, it's in the past. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right? It's in the past. Put it in your past. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11, we all use this for graduations, right? Yeah. But it doesn't. it's not just for graduations. That's not the only reason this verse was here. God says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Whether you're young, whether you're old, it doesn't matter. He still has plans for you to have a future and a hope. He has good plans for you. I love that Cody Karns song, Good Plans. He has good plans. So whatever you're thinking, oh man, Lord, what are you thinking? He has good plans. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 1.6, these are all still things. What does God say about you? Ephesians 1.6, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We don't have to be accepted by other people. I mean, it's nice. It's nice when people like you, right? But that's not the most important thing. He's already accepted us. He already loves us. And that has to be enough. I know one time um, I had some friends and we were going, we were actually going to a ladies conference. This was like 20 years ago. And um, my two best friends, um, I thought we would be rooming together and um, found out one of them didn't want to room with me. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that just hit because I was like, I mean, these are my two best friends in the whole world, and they did not want a room with me. I found out later why, and it made sense, kind of, I guess. But she, was, she had started smoking, and she wanted to be able to slip out and smoke, and she didn't want me to know about it. But um, at the time, it just hit me really hard. It's like, Lord. But I got along with God and cried it out, prayed it out. And uh, after that, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. If I don't have another friend on this earth, I've got you. And that's enough, and that's all I need. And then, of course, he'll bring you friends. But that's all, you know, you've got to get to that place. I'm accepted by him. Amen. Yes. Amen? John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We have the peace of God. He left it for us. This is Jesus talking. He says, my peace I leave with you. So we don't need to be all frantic and all worried about, oh, what are other people thinking? Oh, no, what's going on? What's, uh, oh, what's going to happen here? We've got his peace. We've got his peace on the inside. And we just have to trust in him. Amen? And I don't know that it's, it would be a women's conference without talking about Esther. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, she has a whole book to her. Um, Esther 4.14. If you keep quiet at a time like this, Deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. You know, God, he created you for just such a time as this. Just such a time as this. And it does make a difference that you were born. It makes a huge difference that you were born. Yes, it says here, The relief and deliverance would come from some other place if she didn't do it. If you say no, God still is going to get his will done in this earth. Mm -hmm. He'll have to use somebody else. He will still get it done. But your life will be so much better if you say yes and if you do what he's called you to do. In 2 Timothy 2.20 it says, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver but also of wood and earth. So look at your life. What difference does it make that you're alive? If you didn't do that, somebody else would have to do extra to make up for what you're not doing. Right? You ever worked at a job and been short-staffed and you had to do a lot of extra? When you're not doing what God's called you to do, you're leaving the kingdom of God short-staffed and other people are having to do stuff that they shouldn't be having to do. Imagine how dysfunctional your kitchen would be if you had to use a crystal bowl as a mixing bowl you have this crystal thing and you've got the mixer going in there and that would just tear it up wouldn't it that's not what the crystal bowl was made for or what if you like the soup today that was kind of a thick soup so you could eat it with a fork but what if <laughs> what if you had this runny soup and all you had was a plate and a fork it would be hard right it says in god's house there are vessels of gold and silver, but also wooden earth. Are, we each are a different type of vessel. We are here for a function, to do something that God's called us to do. That's how the kingdom of God would be if we don't do it, is dysfunctional. Amen? Amen. So if you have a visible position, that's great. If you have a non-visible position, that, you know, my heart is pumping right now. If it, You can't see it, but if it stopped, I'd die. So maybe your position's not as visible. That's, you're still extremely important. Anybody ever stubbed your baby toe? When that hurts, the whole body hurts, doesn't it? You may think, ah, oh, it's just a little toe, it's not a big deal, but it hurts. And if it hurts, everybody hurts. You are important, no matter whether you're the little toenail on the little toe or whether you're the heart or the brain or whatever. So whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, master that position, and then God will move you up in levels of responsibility according to his will and his purposes for your life. Here's one of the things that uh, creates insecurity. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Comparing yourselves to other people, this verse says it's not wise, and that's one of the biggest things that creates insecurity you know the story of Rachel and Leah in the Bible they both wanted what each other had right Leah she's given birth baby after baby after baby but all she wanted each time a son was born she goes maybe my husband will love me now maybe my husband will, now my husband will love me oh mama each time until she got to the fourth son that was Judah and that's when she said I'll praise the Lord Instead of focusing on trying to get her husband to love her, she focused on praising God. Mm -hmm. Rachel, what does she want? She had her husband, loved her. But she didn't have children, and that's all she wanted. And in the end, Rachel did get children. But, you know, she died giving birth to the second one. Leah, she's buried with the patriarchs. Jacob is buried next to her. She got the love of her husband. They both did end up getting what they wanted, But they were comparing, I want what you have, I want what you have, instead of finding what they already have and being happy with what they have and who they are. If you compare yourself to somebody else, I promise you, you are going to find somebody who is smarter than you. You're going to find somebody who's prettier than you. You're going to find someone who's more athletic than you, more musically inclined than you, a better parent than you, thinner than you, better at anything than you are. They may have more money than you. They probably have prettier kids than you. Okay, yeah, probably not. <laughs> no, we all have the prettiest kids in the world, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> but unfortunately, comparing yourself to other people, it can also create feelings of superior, uh, superiority. If you happen to be better at, some, at something than somebody else, then you can look down at other people. You know, you look on social media, that is not a clear picture of what's going on. How many of you have ever, oh, you're going to take a picture and you're like, wait a minute, let me move the clutter. <laughs> now you can take it. Because we're hiding that part of ourselves because we don't want the whole world to see our mess. And so when you see other people's pictures on social media, they're hiding their mess too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you can't look at that and compare and be like, oh man, they go to the beach all the time, or oh, their house is always so perfect, and oh look, their kids are always so perfect, they always uh, have these wonderful things planned. Don't compare yourself to other people. Or be like, oh look, they never do anything. I always do this, I'm great at this. It goes both ways, and neither one of them is good, okay? How many of you, when the phone rings, have you ever been like, hello <laughs> we've all done it <laughs> you did it today didn't you <laughs> because you don't want to get on there going hi you know you put on a little bit of a mask you put on a little bit of a face but um you know sometimes people feel inferior to other people just because they're different they're like oh man just because somebody's different doesn't mean it's a negative trait you know it can be a good thing um, You are a result of God's divine design. Your mannerisms, your insights, your style, whatever is different, those are the qualities that God has put you in a unique position to be used by him. Things that happen in your past, God can use those things to help you identify with other people, to help you uh, relate to other people. I was sexually abused as a child by my uncle. I was ridiculed by other children for different things. Because of those things and other things in my past, I have an awareness and I have a sensitivity to those things in other people. And whatever is in your past, that has helped you have a different view of other people. You probably have a sensitivity to certain things in other people because of something that you've dealt with. Whatever your past holds, it's not combined It's not combined exactly the same as anybody else's. But there are some things that you can relate to. Your past is uniquely yours. Nobody else has the exact same past. You may have a sibling and y'all grew up you do not have the exact same past. Amen? But God didn't cause the bad things in your life, but he can use it for his glory. Matthew 5, 13 through uh, 14 says that God's plan for us is to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So what does salt do? It's a preservative, right? It makes food taste better. Have you ever eaten something that didn't have salt at all? It's, oh, so bad. When I was in the um, hospital with William and Wesley, they put me on a bland diet. I lost weight in the hospital before I gave birth because that food was so bad I, would, it, I couldn't eat it because it had no salt. Salt makes things taste better. It, ooh, hello. <laughs> uh, it makes your meal taste better, right? Well, God intended for Christians to add quality of life to the people around them. We're supposed to offer them hope. We're supposed to preserve other people through prayer. We're supposed to demonstrate a better way of walking, or excuse me, of life by walking in love, walking in compassion, right moral standing, courage. We're supposed to be all those things. That's being the salt of the earth. And then what does light do? It dispels the darkness. Light makes choices available. You know, if you're in the dark, you can't see where you're going. But the light comes on, you're like, oh, okay, you can see which way you need to go. It takes away the confusion. Have you ever tried to walk in the dark? I mean, it's a fun thing. It's, it's fun to try to trip over stuff, but I mean, you really want that light back on so you can see where you're going, right? We're supposed to shed the light of the gospel on a lost and hurting world. We need to show them the better way. That's why we're supposed to be the light. So God has given us a huge assignment, and it's impossible as long as we're so caught up in ourselves our needy little selves that need, 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 need. If you're walking in the full knowledge of who you are in Christ, your accomplishments will be so noticeable that others will be drawn to you in search of the power that sustains you. Amen? You're a gift of God, from God to the world. Did you hear that? You are a gift to other people. Don't hide it. If you can begin to grasp how much God loves you, (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Uh, Think about how you can turn his love around that he's shown to you. How can you turn that around and show it to other people? Bring blessings to their lives, okay? As you concentrate on blessing other people, God's going to be on the scene and make sure you're blessed too, right? That's sowing and reaping. So you bless others, and then God will bless you. So three quick points before I let you go. Number one, God created you in his image, okay? He created you with your personality, with your looks. He did not make a mistake. You hear that? You are not a mistake. Say, I am, not a mistake. I am not a mistake. God loved the world so much he gave his only son, but God loved you so much he gave his only son. Say, God loved me so much he gave, he gave Jesus. Amen. All right. Second one, don't compare yourselves to others, okay? It's either going to make you feel like you're missing out or make you feel like you're better than them. Neither of those is good. God created that other person in his image too. He created them for uh, for a purpose also. He has special things. He gave them those unique qualities. Some of them may annoy the fool out of you, but God can use that. They're a work in progress just like you are. I'm sure I have lots of things that annoy other people. Everybody has, (laughs) you're all like, yes. (laughs) And that's okay. I'm working on me, you work on you. But in the meantime, we need to get past our insecurities and get past thinking about ourselves and think about other people. So compare yourself to yourself. Are you growing in God? Are you improving more each day, more than what you did yesterday? What can you do? that you can improve in those areas. What are some areas, Lord? What do I need to work on? He'll show you. He'll be like, oh, yeah, you maybe you shouldn't say those kinds of things to people." Oh, okay, sorry. You know, and you work on it. And he'll remind you. <laughs> 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 he'll like, "Remember when I told you not oh yeah, I forgot. Okay. It may take a while, but that's okay. Are you improving on yourself?" Amen. And I'm not saying change yourself. Don't be like, "Oh, I can't. I can't be who I am. You need to be who who you are. Not everybody's going to like who you are, but God does. Now, there are some sides of it that we might need to tame down a little bit and, you know, not be offensive and things like that. But you still need to be who you are and not not change that. And the third point, invest in someone else. It may be a one-time thing, like making the person at Walmart smile. That's always my goal. When I if there is a worker there, you know, if I'm not doing it myself. Uh, (laughs) But even then, there's somebody that's over that section. Judy is our main lady in our uh, checkout section. She talks to us all the time, we talk to her. You know, you can be an influence in people, even if you don't know them, know them, you can be an influence in in their lives, especially when you're in a small town, because we live in Oakland, so we're in a little small town, we go in the same Walmart all the time, so the same people are working. We got, I did not realize this, we have, two gentlemen there, one's named James and one's Johnny, and I never know which one I'm talking to if it's name tag's turned around because they're twins. Wow. They're older gentlemen, and I didn't know that they were twins until like a month ago, oh, wow. and I just, I was always saying hi to the same guy, I thought, <laughs> 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 and then Thomas said something, one day he said he came in one of the doors, and I guess there weren't buggies, and so the guy was standing there, and he said he went straight down to the other end, and he was like, wait, that's the same guy, <laughs> he's like, but wait, he's wearing a different shirt. So that's how he found out it was twins. <laughs> but we talked to them all the time. Now I, you know, now I know, and one of them has a son that works there too, and so we talked to him, and the pharmacy guy. and you know. So you can make an influence, be an influence on people's lives, even if it's just a small contact. Maybe you've got a friend at work, and they know that you're a Christian, so if they have a problem, they may not come to you any other time, but they'll come to you and say, hey, can you pray? hey, I've got this issue. I know Sally, you've got a lot of people at work that do that, don't you? Yeah. You can be an influence, but make sure you invest in somebody else. When you're thinking of other people, you're not thinking about yourself. When you're helping somebody else, you're not going, what about me? What about me? It makes makes a difference. It makes a difference in your life when you help other people, and it makes a difference in their lives. But let that be your focus as other people. Don't be thinking, I need a friend. Okay, maybe you do need a friend. But if every person you meet, you're thinking, how can they be my friend? You're You're being that needy suck thing, okay? You're just trying to suck everything out of other people instead of putting something into them. Be like, you know what? How can I be a friend to that person? What do they need? What do I have that I can give them? And as you do that, God will make sure that you've got what you need. Amen. Amen? So, what does God say about you? If your thoughts don't agree with what, the, what God says about you, you need to replace those thoughts with the truth from God's word. Right? If you're living, uh, living with negative thoughts about yourself, you're your own worst enemy. You've got to change your um, circumstances by changing your mind. Because your mind is the battleground that depen- determines whether you've got victory or whether you're defeated. Yeah. Now, you are not a disposable extra. God loves you. He knows you. He cares greatly for you. He cares what happens to you. Every little thing, he cares about you. Even some things you're like, ah, oh, that's too small to pray about. No, it's not. He cares about you. What if your kid needed something and they're like, ah, oh, I didn't want to bother you with it. I didn't want to tell you about it. You'd feel bad. You're like, sweetie, I could have taken care of that for you. Let God take care of things for you. See what's in the word. See what he's already taken care of for you, okay? Accept who God made you to be because he made you for such a time as this and you were worth it. Amen? Amen. I want you to pray this with me. Let me just pray first. Lord, I just thank you for each of the ladies that are here. I thank you, Lord, that you created each one of us for something special, that none of us is a disposable extra that you have special gifts and talents and abilities that you've given each one. And some of them we know and some of them we don't, Father. And I just thank you, Lord, that as we seek you, I thank you that you show us those things that you've given to us, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are giving us each step as we go. You you show us each step of the way. You light up our path. You show us the steps that we go as we grow in you that we can fulfill the purpose that you have for each one of us. I thank you, Lord. Thank you that that insecurity has to go, that it cannot stay, because what you've got for us is more important than anything that we are trying to be afraid of, Father. I thank you that you've got great things for each one of us. So just pray this with me. Say, Lord, I thank you that you know what you were doing when you were created me. I offer myself to you now. now. Help me accept myself the way you accept me. me You You created me to be a light in the world world. and not to blend into the darkness. darkness. Help me hold my head up high high. because I am a child of the Most High God. I will not be pushed around. I will not not cower to the opinions of others. I appreciate my uniqueness. uniqueness. And I'm actively searching for ways to make that a glorious representation representation. of your goodness on the earth. earth. Thank Thank you for bringing people across my path that I can influence for Jesus. Help me to walk in love to others so they can see a reflection of you in my life. Thank you, Lord. Just praise him right now. Lord, we just praise you. Lord, we worship you. Thank you, God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that your love Is encompassing each woman here right now, Father. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Kimisha na bossu na beteri yatana kaisha na bossu na beteri yatana kaisha. Kimisha beteri yatana kaisha Thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you Lord. Amen. Well, I hope you got something out of that today. Yes.